can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Happy weekend, everyone. It's Ooh. actually been a slow news week, believe it or not. It has. I feel like there's been a lot of political stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Not as much pop culture. Yeah, the Nothing's morning really... the morning toast said said it perfectly. I think it was like their Thursday or Wednesday episode. I don't remember. They were like, "This slows news Newsweek when they put out just stupid stuff. Like, if there's no news, don't put it out." Right. That's how. So sometimes um, I'll watch Inside Edition because it comes on right after World News um during the weekday like a normal uh 26 year old and um I'll watch Inside Edition and like the last two stories are always like super stupid and the stupider it is like that's how you know like nothing happened that day the last stories will be like this girl or like the girl that put I'm like the girl that pushed have you seen the video she pushed the bear off her yes I think that's her dog yeah I mean, that was cool, but like, I don't know. I feel like that shouldn't be on the news. Like, yeah. okay. But yeah, it's those like, like post that good stuff. story. Like, I would totally push a bear off to protect Phoebe and oh, Kennedy. I know you would. I have no <laughs> doubt. I have no doubt in my mind that you would, if you had to, you'd wrestle it as well. I'm just saying, I feel like that's just weird to put on the news. And I feel like that stuff only happens when it's kind of like, yeah. hasn't been that much of a interesting thing. What yeah. so what all would you do to protect or tell me one yeah, tell me all you would do to protect Phoebe. Like give me one other thing that you would do. I mean, I would shove her out of a car coming. Like, you know, like Oh, oh my goodness, you would like push I would the dog sacrifice the my life you? for I would sacrifice my life for this dog. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I know. It's well, it's I just love her so much. She's my firstborn. Yeah. I don't know. I mean I mean, I would do what I can, like, I mean, I would, like, if something, like, would attack her, like, I would do what I can to protect her, regardless of whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, of you course, know, I'm terrified of, of snakes. If a snake attacked her, you better believe I'll do what I can to protect her. Okay. I mean, that makes sense, like, for a snake and stuff like that. So, are snakes, like, your worst fear? Yes. Okay. Like, even, like, before, like, I can remember Really? Um, my mom would tell me a, would tell a story of she was pregnant with my little sister and uh, so I was like two at the time and and like when you're two you don't know anything well yeah. at the church they had like a petting zoo and part of the petting zoo there was a python and the woman brought up the python for me to pet and I climbed all the way around my pregnant mother to hide on her back to get away oh, from the wow. python. wow wow okay yeah and when my papa would watch me so this is like 
my mom from like birth to three and a half my papa watched me while both my parents worked and so he took me to uh Works, which is like the local museum and they had like a snake exhibit and I would just run right by the snake exhibit like wouldn't even look wow. at them like can't look at them like they freaked me out so I don't know what I feel what like happened that's... to one of my relatives back in the day to, for me yeah. to be so terrified of snakes yeah I feel like also too that just shows like stay away from snakes forever mm. for you hate like, snakes hate yeah snakes. like oh ugh. I don't mind them if I like what's your number in, one fear? Spiders? Oh, no, to be buried alive. Really? Now, my dad every time I said my dad's like, Mallory, that's never gonna happen. That's unrealistic. <laughs> Why would you say that? And you know what? Fair. There is probably no instance other than I don't know. If like this is like an ingrained fear for you. Yes, like the idea of being buried alive terrifies me. But let me tell you how I it kind of comes up practically. Um, there's been times where I was on like the New York subway, you know, they go underground and the su- something happens and the subway just stops. And like, I don't like start panicking but, or like, I don't start panicking outwardly, but in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, this would be terrible if like, this was it just to be under here. Yeah. You think it's like more claustrophobic or maybe but I don't mind crowds. Like I love concerts. No, 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 not that, but like small confined spaces, maybe not the crowds. Maybe. Like, have you gone, like, I know we've done spelunking before, where you go in, like, the cave. I'm not like that. See, I don't, like, I've done, uh, I went and swam in a Wadi Shab before, but I don't, I guess maybe, like, the idea of spelunking sounds fun, but I guess when I really think about it, it kind of does sound, like, if I don't know the way out. I guess that's the other thing, too. Like, I've always, like, known, whenever I enter a room, I always do kind of look for the way out. And that's just how mm. I've always been, which is, I guess, not as normal as I thought it was. Like, I'm just always, like, I just like to be aware of, like, oh, something, if I need to leave, there's a door. Yeah. And I always typically sit near doors, I think, too, when I think about it, like, sit toward the door. Mm. So maybe it is more of a claustrophobia, but I don't know, like, being buried alive just sounds like the worst thing to happen. Like, just, yeah. ugh. That's my We should try to get like a psychiatrist on or something to like explain <laughs> yeah. her deepest fears to us. Yeah. And you know, so in the other, it's not necessarily, well, I guess it is a fear. My other thing that I used to have a reoccurring nightmare growing up was being in the car at the top of a hill and the car just going backwards and backwards without like being able to stop it. Mm, see, and my I, recurring dream as a kid was I was driving the car and didn't know how to drive it. But now, since I know how to drive, like, I'm good. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, that sounds awful. But I was like, but don't you drive now? That's well, no, I was as a kid, like, as, like, a five-year-old, like, that was a recurring nightmare for me. That and yeah. then... And you probably couldn't reach the pedals <laughs> at five. Don't <laughs> reach the pedals at 25. Um, <laughs> but, no, like, that and then the uh, local museum, like, Cyworks Place used to have... Um, like a dinosaur exhibit where like they had like little like electric dinosaurs that looked pretty real like they were like big and massive we had that at the discovery place that yeah was so they had place. those and so I would have a recurring dream as a kid that all uh, but me and a bunch of kids got locked in fireworks and those things came alive oh okay yeah so that, yeah that sounds a little bit more scarier 
That's so funny. We our science museum had that. I guess every science museum probably has that. Now that I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it, will make so, sense. So I wonder what that means. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what. And you know what's funny too? To this day, I still don't drive up hills really. Like that's why I was nervous about driving up a mountain because, like the like just the idea of just going backwards and not being able. You know what? Now that we're talking about, it, I think my thing is control. Because if I'm going down a hill and I can't see, I'm not in control. If I'm buried alive, I don't have control on how to get out. If I am like underground, I can't control where I go. Hmm. Well, I think too, like you think all our fears are based on control. Like we can't control, like I can't control a snake. snake. Yeah. Yeah. People can't, they don't know what spiders are going to do. They can't control spiders. I guess what it is, is it shows what you value having control over so like you want to have control over animals I don't know if y'all heard that but Kennedy and I were playing tug of war and she let go and the ball just flew up and hit my computer (laughs) um and then like maybe I don't know I don't know we'll have to get a psychologist on here to talk because that would be a fun episode maybe people can write in tell us some of the fears you have can you see Kennedy right now? She's crying because I guess I threw her toy into the box. And now she can't find it. Ooh, well, that's a good shot on you. I know. I wasn't meaning to. And so she's looking at me. She's like, ma. <laughs> oh, poor baby. All right. Well. Okay. Let's did, get started. Did anything fun this week? Oh, did I do anything fun this week? Um, I got my nails done. and that's Oh, yes, we were going to talk about, we literally, so we were both off Friday, yeah. and we literally both planned the same <laughs> off day. So did you end up getting your hair done? No, I was supposed to get it braided, and my girl wasn't in there. So that's what I was saying, too. I, I don't know if you got the text. So I was all upset because, like, I was supposed to get my hair braided at a certain time. And then when I went to get my nails done, they had to push me back. And I was just, like, super upset. So I was like, I'm just going to go to Starbucks. I really have any money, but I'm just going to go anyway to get a cold brew. That's my cold brew is better than any type of coffee. I fight your mom over we that. I love, love cold brew. Our new brew. thing is the brown sugar. Let me look it up. You keep talking. Let me look it up. Okay. I need um, uh, holy roast to come out with a cold brew favorite Ooh, yes. brand of coffee i mean yeah favorite coffee brand is cold uh, is holy roast and i need them to come out with cold brew anyway so i was in line at starbucks and i drive up and the guy is like the person in front of you paid for your drink and i was like oh my goodness that this has never happened that's so nice oh my goodness wait and so then, was it a train did you break the train well <clears throat> the person behind me was paid their meal was like 15 dollars and I have been planning on spending four. So, <laughs> okay, I get that. <laughs> no, you know, I really like someone the made a point me. that it's like, <laughs> there's no, I don't know. I, the Bobby Bush was talking about this. It's like how they really actually, like someone on the show really actually hates the train because it's like, look, like someone in front of you is trying to do a nice thing for you. But then you just keep doing it. And so then the person at the end is the only one that benefits. Yeah. So like it I, would make sense for you to be like, hey, like I'm going to get person behind me in mine and say no pressure on getting people behind you. Yeah. Well, it was because it was a, a drive through, but it wasn't your decision. No. 
to no, do that. So it's like, why should you feel the burden to go from a $4 bill to yeah. a $15 bill? <laughs> yeah. I was like, when the guy, he was like, yeah. And then, so drive up and the guy's like, yeah, a person in front of you prayed for your, and I was like, oh, yay. So how much? And he said 15 something, something. I was like, mm, okay. Okay. Well, all right. Thank you. Like, it was just so awkward. And I was like, I, I was planning on spending $4. Like, I feel bad. But... Don't feel bad because the person in front of you trying to do a good thing puts unneeded burden and pressure on you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. One day I'm going to do that for somebody. But anyway, yeah, yeah that's that was my. But today. today we don't have money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So the drink, it's the iced brown sugar oat milk shake and espresso. From Starbucks. From Starbucks. It's okay. so good. It's only like 100 calories. Whoa, I'll definitely have to try yeah. that. The cold brew, I don't know how many calories it is, but it is actually a better drink than just like um, the other fancier ones too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cold so because brew. Cold, cold brew is just straight coffee. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you get anything I, in it? Well, I do like the sweet cream. So that's what hikes it up. But... Um, I have no excuse for But that. I think the sweet cream's <laughs> better than adding, like, cream and sugar and then, like, Yeah, a I will say I don't syrup. get sugar. Yeah, I don't add, I, yeah, I don't add um, sugar to any coffee ever. I will say that. Um, as no, I drink quality. mine black. Yeah, that really? I can't do. I well, can't okay, do I will say, like, <clears throat> honestly, Sebastian's a Starbucks person. I'm not a huge fan of Starbucks co- for their coffee. I like their spinach feta wrap is, oh my God. I've never had so it. Oh, good. <clears throat> Sorry. I got one of and those. And then uh... I like their, um, what I usually go for until this drink came out, to be honest, was their, um, they, their iced peach tea, no, iced peach green tea lemonade is excellent i used to used to and i'm so sad so like three years ago they had Mm. a mango um green tea lemonade or Mm. yeah that was excellent and then they stopped their mango um syrup i'm like this is awful like why would you do that (laughs) i love mangoes that's just a side note yeah i'm gonna have to try different things at starbucks because before i would just get frappuccinos and like that was it awful for you i know and all 400 calories i'm like i wish like because let's be real i really like i love frappuccinos i love the texture it's like really like aesthetically pleasing it's aesthetically pleasing but come on i'm not using what is it a uh be 400 i'm not using 20 percent of my caloric intake for the day on one drink yeah so that's what I used to get and then I found me drinks like keto drinks on Instagram and I would get those occasionally but I really wouldn't I didn't have like I don't try other stuff really I did I want to work on that I did a keto drink once and it just hurt like the heavy cream just hurt my stomach so bad oh really yeah and so I just couldn't do it again yeah. Um, but you have to have just a side note, like to do keto stuff. Sometimes, like not everybody's body can do it. Like not everybody's no, body that's can process what I realized because I tried doing like low carb keto, yeah. and actually for women, that's not really good for you. Yeah, it's hard to, and it's also like hard to sustain. I don't think mm-hmm. like 
yeah i'll just put it at that i tried to do vegan so like you gotta find what works for you i tried to do vegan i didn't lose an ounce i had another friend who did vegan and lost like 20 pounds in a month yeah like, you it just have to do your with body your body type. yeah that's why um, like every time people are like oh this one thing works it doesn't work for everybody yeah you gotta remember that what has worked for you do you think one second i'm about to cough <clears throat> i'm about that um to be honest the one thing that worked for me was the high protein, low carbs. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm doing now, because, well, where I am in my journey is exhaustion. <laughs> that is numerous, numerous times. Yeah. I've been trying to lose weight since I was in third grade. And lately I've just been tired. Like, I don't know what happened. I've just been really tired. So right now I'm doing this thing. Um, I listen to Luke Narwhal, highly recommend. He has videos that he like reads Reddit's threads of like different things. And um, I started listening to some of the videos and they were talking about just making sure that your calories that you eat are less than the calories that you exercise. So I really, 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 really been focusing on that this past week. Um, and I'm going to continue that. And I'm just going to try to stick with that. Stay away from breads. Stay away from sugar. I'm just going to try and try to do a lot of protein. But I'm just going to really monitor like how many calories I take in versus how many. Because that's, I mean, that's how you lose weight. Like, yeah. And that's what calories- like, I realized too. Because I was like, oh, if I do keto, I don't need to be counting my calories. I'm just... <coughs> Sorry, just like um, measuring stuff, like making sure like I'm just eating low carb because that's worked some for me before. Yeah, but then like I realized when the more like carbs I cut, the more I craved carbs, and And so I ended up would overeat with keto, mm. and that didn't help me. Yeah. See, this is going to sound terrible. And like, I guess I can just suck it up. But like that, the key, well, the doctor said it wasn't keto. We, I was getting my body in ketosis. It said it was like more of like a modified, but it, the idea it was, was more low like carbs, Atkins, high right? protein. No, I don't even know what Atkins is. It was like low carbs, high protein. And like, you only eat a certain, like, I think my goal range was seven to 800 um, calories of protein a day. And then a 45 calorie vegetable and a 45 calorie uh vegetable for lunch and dinner and then one of those vegetables could be a 45 calorie fruit and but anyway so that was like the goal of the day so how many calories intake did you do i think it was like 1200 maybe mm. altogether, maybe less than that um but honestly like it worked it came off i felt good like it was but all, it stopped it just, after three months right well, because your body gets used to only taking in that many calories. Right. And you have to. So in the program I was in, I was supposed to switch it up. Like I was supposed to add this thing, take away this thing. But what my problem was, is it was just exhausting. I feel like like it's very hard um, being aware of your weight all of the time. So, mm. for example, um when I would go play, like I've been going out a lot more like when I was quarantine it was so much easier to lose weight I don't know yeah. how people yep. like it's just so much easier because I like but like for example this week I have three political events yeah it's gonna it's exhausting to sit there and be like okay let me take out let me count all right let me count like that's exhausting when everybody else is just oh <laughs> let me just eat this I'm not gonna be concerned like not caring so like it just started to get to me like honestly emotionally mm. and mentally so that's 
pretty much why I kind of just like chilled for a little bit. Um, but I mean, it worked. Like that's I highly recommend like, if that if your body because everybody's body is different. So if your body is affected that way, I mean, do that. But like I just it's just exhausting. Like for me, it and I've been doing this since I was however old you are in third grade for over a decade. I feel like eight great yeah I've been doing this and and it's just it's tiring and I mean I guess I'll just keep doing it until I actually like lose weight but I just need a break I need a break but I'm back at it so doing what you have been doing um just like before I just kind of had stopped counting which is why you know in all the full honesty like I gained weight because the moment I don't count the moment I like for whatever reason my body is just like that like most people if they just take a break like it's not that big of a deal mm-hmm. like if they just don't like if I am not sitting down counting every single thing I eat then I gain weight hmm. so yeah that's what that I'm realizing too unfortunately yeah but I think um I've started and I haven't been strict I'm gonna get strict when I start my period but I've started um so we talked about in the flow with Elisa VD. She has a cycle syncing membership program that's like $28 a month. And so I'm going to try it out where she provides you recipes that are good, which includes a shopping list, workouts based on where you are in your cycle. So I kind of did like a soft start in my luteal phase. So it's the phase right before you start menstruating. So I'm supposed to be starting menstruating on Sunday. And I so today, I know our cycles are so in sync. Yeah. And we don't even live near each other. That's I know. So funny. I know. I know. Um, but I'm really going to like give it like a month and see how I feel. Yeah. Um, but I'm currently listening because I haven't read the book like to a full extent. So her first book's called Woman Code, and this is what started everything. So I'm currently listening to that book on Audible and then probably will listen to in the flow next just to be like okay like this is because this is why like my weight is strictly hormonal weight so I need to figure out how to lose that and yeah um and keep it off and keep it off yeah. and also like I mean we Sebastian and I want to start having kids in like two to three years and so I need to do and go ahead and get my body ready for um that time period when we start trying yeah 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 and I I don't even know I talked to a doctor well my nutritionist when I told her like so I want to say it was the third or fourth grade is when I had like I went to the doctor and did like an ultrasound to see like well you started your period early right like I did I started at, at 10 so I talked to her and she said she was like well maybe it is your hormones maybe um because it seemed like your weight gain kind of happened around puberty and I was like well at eight or nine but I started my period at 10 so yeah kind of so I think puberty technically starts like don't call me like a year or two before you start your period yeah so that would make sense that so maybe mine does have to do with hormones I don't know I don't know I'm just tired I guess that's all I can say you should try the journey with me we'll try it a month well I thought about that. Like I was looking when you gave me your information, I was looking at, it. I think I am once this is over, like once I'm out of this phase, I think I'm going to start the next phase. Well, because your body and this is what I realized, like with your hormones, there are times and I don't remember exactly which phase, 
but there's like a certain phase in your period where or not in your period but in your like 28 day cycle that you do need to increase your carbon take because your blood sugar drops yeah well yeah that's that's what she was saying too on the podcast and in the book like certain things like you can go really hard for a month doing something and then it just doesn't affect you the same way did you get um in the flow or woman code of hers in the flow and i had the app okay so i'm wondering she does have a section on how to diet with um based on your menstrual phase because there's like certain times of the month like you go vegan for a week you do this for a week you do that for a week so I'm curious to see if that might help yeah I'm thinking about doing that like I think after this period when this period is over I'm gonna go ahead and start it and be more intentional because that's my thing like if I I can't I've realized if I want to lose weight I can't just live life and that's what I wanted to do, but I just can't just live life. I have to be intentional about every single thing. And it's just a mind, at this point, it's just a mindset. Cause I, I know what I need to do. It's just a mindset of like sucking it up and not being annoyed that that's what I have to do and doing it, you know? <laughs> but yeah, let's get to starting. Cause I feel like we've talked, talked too a while. <laughs> All right. So this week, oh, can I talk about, sorry, can I talk yeah. about the tweet? Okay. Yep. Okay. What are, are we re- are we sticking with weekly tea cap? I like it. Yeah, this is okay. our weekly tea cap. All right, <laughs> hold up your tea glasses, guys. Oh no, I bopped my. Hold on, <laughs> you. Oh. Sorry, hold on. I bopped my uh, computer wire by mistake, my monitor wire. So then everything went black. Uh, oops. Oopsie. <laughs> Oopsie, dear. I like this tea time. Tea time with those other girls. Welcome to our weekly tea cup. Ding, 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 tea. Okay. That was Pinkies me. Pinkies are that. up. Yes. Oh, I like that. Pinkies, Pinkies are, up. are up. You can't even. There's such a glare in here. I'm going to fix that one day. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I want to talk about this tweet I saw um, on Twitter a couple days ago. <laughs> and it's wild and full of false stuff. But We'll talk about that in a second. So um, this person tweeted, I'm going to read it, everyone, word for word. Apple banned Grinder from the App Store. Starting the day after tomorrow, you won't be able to buy and sell erotica on eBay. Texas just functionally banned strippers under 21 and abortion. We're descending into a Christian dystopia, and y'all don't want to see it. They won't stop. First of all, Christian dystopia sounds amazing. Man, that sounds lovely to me. But almost everything they said in this tweet is wrong um so when I first thought I was like oh lit this is great great news but it's not right so the first article I put well so Texas banning strippers under 21 is right so that's the first one you want to read that so I think it says the penalty for employing 18 to 20 year olds to work new topless or in a sexually orientated commercial activity is now two to 20 years in prison so that's fantastic if I'm being mm-hmm. honest um because I okay so hot take okay that was my sound for hot take okay I did look up there is a way we can put that into a zoom okay like having noise effects I haven't quite figured it out yet but there is a way 
and okay, we're gonna we figure should, it out. Yeah, we should definitely have that by the time it's our anniversary. We should definitely have that. Um, so hot take. I think that I okay. So I am for limited government, 110%. I do think there are times the government should step in. And I think that um the easy accessibility to sexually explicit material should be one of the times the government steps in because it's just not good for the society i understand that um because the article that i use and we have linked here um is a very liberal leaning article but that was the one that someone uh posted under that thread where the person tweeted and i it gives you a pretty good one um but it was saying that Texas has raised the legal age for working at a strip club from 18 to 21, putting many employees out of work and putting the clubs higher them and inadvertently risking serious penalties, including 20 years in prison or a $2,000 fine. The state also updated part of the penal code to define child as under anyone under the age of 21. <laughs> Low key like that too. But anyway, I do think this is stuff that I like. I don't have a problem with that. I do. I want to say I do believe in women in government because I know that's a lot of people, especially like libertarians who um i do believe in limited government but i really really think that things like this is good like i don't understand also too 18 is barely legal and people your brain hasn't fully been developed and the section the worded wording is sexually orientated commercial activity why is a 40 year old even lusting after because that's what it is lusting after an 18 year old anyway that's someone who's barely legal that's kind of gross which fun fact those are some of the highly watched porn episodes or porn not episodes porn categories categories yeah um or barely legal stuff like that so i think this is a magnificent thing personally what do you think yeah, I mean, I don't know too much about it, but to me, it makes sense. Um, I do have to say, my only thing that I can think about is, it seems like we're making 21 being like the official adulthood. So why is at 18, are we still having like 18 year olds going into the military to sacrifice? Hmm, so point. that's kind of my only, like, that's kind of the only thought I could think of to why kind of putting my liberal Lizzie hat on that the left could argue with that so it's like you're making it like to where these 18 year olds essentially can't work but it's okay for an 18 year old to make that decision to go and fight for our country and sacrifice their life for our country yeah. so maybe I, I think the part of me is wondering is the best way for not just this, but everything else. It's like, okay, like when, like making 21 the new 18. Which is fine with me because reality is our maturity level has gotten worse. Our grandparents, people like, yeah, our grandparents got married at 16, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, our grandparents got married at 16 because they were mature enough. Yeah. 16 year olds these days aren't mature enough. no not at all so i don't have a problem pushing it back to 21 i mm -hmm. think like even drinking oh sorry drinking age is already 21 
But I'm like um, wondering, like, do we push back when, like, college? Even I feel like I don't think yeah. it's wrong to push things back to 21. Well, heck, if they want free college, then we should just add two more grades and essentially be community college, right? Like, I just I don't see I, I don't have a problem with pushing it back. I just yeah. I really don't. I'm curious to think about because it's, it's always been like 18 is like when you're an adult, but now that like we are living longer. You see, that's an interesting point. Since we're living longer, does that mean like we mature later? No, I think we're maturing later because of society. Like, yeah, and I mean, I don't disagree with that. I'm just kind of curious. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I think that's another argument for why we can push back things past 18 anyway. Yeah, um, move like yeah. tobacco to 21. Yeah, I think tobacco to 21 instead of. 16, yeah, voting's at 21. Yeah. yeah. I have no problem moving everything back to 21. Because, like, I'll be honest, when idea. I was an 18-year-old, I just voted the way my parents voted. Yeah. But, like, I didn't know any better. I don't like, how am I supposed to make, like, my own decisions? Like, I don't right. think I make my own decisions at 18. Right, because you don't. I feel like if we push everything back to 20. Also, too, your maturity level at 18 is very different than 21. My yeah. maturity level at 18 and 21 is completely different. Um mm-hmm. And even I, just another idea popped up, like, even if we could push back record, like, criminal records to 21 too, because I think about some of the stuff, like, I've never been arrested like that in college, but I have friends that have done some stuff in college that were a little, uh, hmm, what's going on there? A um, sus. Yeah, a little sus, but now that they're, like, thriving 26-year-olds, I don't, they've changed so much, I don't think mm-hmm. it should be fair. And also, too, it's usually just minor stuff anyway. So I, I, don't, I don't think you can't get your concealed carry until you're 21. Oh, really? I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So pushing everything to 21 makes sense to me. Yeah. To me, it makes more sense. Like, why are some things 21 and others aren't? Yeah. I think everything should just be a consistent age. Like, <clears throat> I that's a good point. Like, and it should be consistent. Like, it should be a federal thing. I think yeah. it should be cons- consistent across the board. Um. Okay, so then the next one. Um, it, so our next article that we have here, it is in response to them banning Grinder, which isn't true. But what they did is, I will read what it says. Because uh, I have no idea where you are. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And then the next one, we can just do it a regular way. But I want to <laughs> talk about this one because I like when I saw this on Twitter, I was like, whoa. And then I read more, I was like, oh. Um, so it says after the guidelines went live, that specific change, let me back up. Um, Apple has clarified that a recent change to the app store guidelines is only targeting illicit apps that have, that use dating as a cover and won't result in the ban of legitimate apps like Grindr and Scruff. I don't even know what Scruff is. Never heard of it. Grindr's the, uh, gay app for those that don't know. The, I don't know what Scruff is. The, Pernio Tech Giant on Monday updated its... Oh, pause for a second. Okay, so it's saying Capernio Tech Giant. Is that why our default uh, weather is Capernio on your Apple phones? I have no idea. That's crazy. That's probably why. Anyway, the Capernio Tech Giant on Monday updated its app store review guidelines to clarify some existing policies and add new requirements for apps. One of those changes... Guideline 1.1.4 bans hookup apps that include pornography or are used to facilitate prostitution. That is a good thing. 
after guidelines went live, that specific change was interrupted, is interpreted by some as a sign that Apple will crack down on gay dating apps like Grindr or, oh, okay, I guess Scruff is a gay dating app too. However, Apple told Apple Insider that the guidelines were never meant to target those apps. Instead, Apple says the guidelines were introduced to stop the proliferation of apps that weren't actually legitimate dating platforms. In other words, apps that use dating as a form, as a cover for pornography, prostitution, or human trafficking. Apps that intentionally feature pornography or that facilitate prostitution have never been allowed on the App Store. The guideline changes change just codifies those policies. Apple said that the change was made because of a recent scam app development that is it wanted to stop before it could spread through the app store. I love that. That's great. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. They want to crack down on that, specifically the pornography and prostitution. Um, well, I mean, that's what it is. Pornography, prostitution, and human trafficking. Yeah. I think that... I'm kind of surprised they're doing it, though, to be honest. Because su- okay, it so doesn't just- seem like that's their... I don't know. That's not part of the liberal agenda. Okay, and they're part so- of the liberal agenda. Okay, so this is what I was thinking of. So this person thinks we're about to be in a Christian dystopia. I have no, if you talk to any Christian, they do not feel that way at all. They are terrified we're about to be in like Mad Max, evil liberal dystopia. So what I'm thinking is that everybody is overanalyzing the other side you know what I mean like I think like because when I saw the Christian dystopia I'm like I wish that sounds amazing because it does not feel that way at all but I'm sure people on the other side are starting to feel like oh my gosh they're like suffocates a Christian dystopia that sounds if you're not a Christian that sounds awful so I think we're over analyzing the other side maybe like we're over like I, that's why certain things that happen, I do try to be as, there are certain beliefs that I try not to like even say something about because I don't think they're the majority and I don't think it it's in good faith. I'm trying to think of something specifically, um, like, I don't know, let's say the pro, let's say someone pro-abortion said that we should start legislation uh or no let's yeah we should start legislation that allows I don't know I can't think of anything right off the bat there but there's just times I see things on Twitter that sometimes people on the right are just like really upset about and I'm like I bet you if I gave this if I asked 10 liberal people if they agreed with this all of them would say no and have no idea what we're talking about yeah so I I and I think stuff like that we should just ignore because I think when we start talking about it we're just like adding fire to the fuel like what we did for example the Megan Stallion video thing like all we I had not seen it the performance of her and Cardi until everybody on the right started talking about it yeah it's like the more we add credence to certain things I think that, where we add fuel to the fire yeah it makes it bigger it, it starts consuming I think that's what we do to them and they do to us mm-hmm. I agree with all that. right next one all right. UFOs are about to make their way to the U.S. Senate. <laughs> U.S. intelligence agencies are expected to deliver a report on unidentified aerial phenomenon to Congress next month, sparking renewed interest in speculation to how the government has handled sightings of mysterious flying objects. And if there's any worldly explanation for them. 
The unclassified report compiled by the Director of National Intelligence and the Secretary of Defense aims to make public what the Pentagon knows about unidentified flying objects and data analyzed from such encounters. This is Yay! Well, this it's crazy so happy. Think, like, <laughs> God, I feel like we have so many more things to worry about. Right. <laughs> you know, like, an alien like you know, try to get, like, you know, the economy back on track, COVID figure it out. Um, a lot of other stuff going on. Like, I feel like we have so much more to worry about than just, like, UFOs. But, hey, what did they come out and be like, hey, uh, Thanos is about to make a snap. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting everyone prepared. Yeah. Oh like, God, what if COVID was, like, Thanos' snap? Oh my God, what? Okay, wow. How many, how much of the population has died? Has it been know. a large percentage? I feel like it's been a large percentage. They said it's like 600,000 Americans have died. That seems high. Maybe worldwide. 600,000? Seems high. Really? I feel like that seems low. So, well, maybe six. We have okay. millions of people. How many millions. people millions have of died here. from COVID? <sighs> Um, what percentage? I don't know. Um, let's see. Died from COVID worldwide total. Um, oh, yeah, that's the big difference. Uh, I think they said 3.85 million deaths. Okay. So maybe it was, six, I don't know. Let's see, deaths. Oh, yeah. 600,000 deaths in the U.S. Okay. Wow. I, to be honest, I thought it was more than that, but okay. See, anyway, anyway, like I'm looking at like the hot spots, and it's crazy. Like we don't even have that many hot spots in the U.S. I think there's maybe one or two hot spots in the U.S., but there's a huge hot spot in Brazil right now, a huge one in India. India, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one in South Africa. Interesting. Oh, um, really? One in Colombia. Hmm. What'd you say? I said South Africa. Interesting. Hmm. Smart college. Re- I've been in South Africa. Have we talked about that? Oh, really? My college roommate's South African, and I went and visited her and her family for a month, one summer break. Oh, that's really cool. I loved it. It was awesome. Like, we're trying to plan on, like, when we can go back, because they've invited us, and they're like, yeah, you, we want to meet Sebastian, like, bring Sebastian. Oh, that's so cool. We're trying to that's figure cool. out, like, when we can go back. Probably be, I think I told her, like, 2023. Oh, that's unfortunately. Well, I need to be done with school. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, true. But um, yeah, so we've gotten off topic. Um, But yeah, but what if it's like something like that or they're like, yeah, like there's been a huge like Avengers like assemble, like, you know, like one of their um like big fights and just no one knew about it. <laughs> well what i think it is i love um i love uh alien stuff like that i and i love a good oh it's out of this world story but i i do think it's probably just like russia or china or something like yeah. that well i think someone made the point they're like we can't like it just says a lot about human nature that we think if there are aliens, like, we think, for one, we're the only people in, or only, like, creatures right. in this universe. Two, that if there are aliens, they're going to look like us. 
right us. like there could be aliens already on the earth that are like microscopic right that's them and that's a good point too that i think we always forget that an alien ufo doesn't mean a humanoid and it doesn't mean that green the grays it doesn't mm-hmm. the green or the the gray ones the grays like alien can be anything a ufo is literally just means unidentified flying object it could be any type of technology that we just don't know about yeah and russia could have created it china could have created it so i think it's really cool that we're talking about it like you said it's weird timing because it's like dang we got so many other things going on whether it's out of out of worldly or um something that with foreign our foreign people this is just not good um i will say that cultish i don't know if you guys listen to it it's a great podcast i think you would like it vic they talk about um just cult like things in the world that's going on and right now they're talking about they're doing a ufo series because of this and they did an episode right with the end of the pandemic. And this is when I just was like sold about it. But they did an episode where they talked about, um, they had this guy come on who um, had two members of his congregation. He's a pastor. I had two members of his congregation talk about how like they're in the government in some sort of way and they are being told to do different things to connect to the other world. Because that's the other thing too. People are already saying they've connected with aliens and mm. they're being very serious and like things like that. Um, if you haven't seen it, also to um, use discernment, but the movie is called um, Close Counters of the Fifth Kind and it's actually a documentary. <laughs> and it's like, it's crazy. It starts off, I'm like, oh, this is very interesting. And it made the point of like, um, notice how all the alien stuff we watch, the aliens are evil and trying to attack us. And I was like, these are some good points. And then it just went off the rails. People are taking different types of drugs and doing things in like big groups and they're having like shared um, psychosis experiences. And the thing that blew my mind, like if you are into this stuff, watch this documentary, but like I said, use discernment. What blew my mind was this guy was telling a story how I think he was, I believe he was deaf in one ear. He couldn't hear. And he had been praying to God to heal, heal, heal his ear. He had been blah, blah, blah. But he talked to his alien spirit person. And that alien spirit person healed, healed his ear. And he said, I've been praying to God this whole time, but my alien person healed it. Why would I keep praying to God or something like that? And I was like, oh, wow, that's that's a huge, that's a huge accusation. Like, Because in my head, I'm like, okay, if these people are connecting with a if they are connecting through like demonic means what would be the purpose like why would the devil use like this avenue and when he said that what's the purpose of god or something, something along those lines that was just what he said I was like oh got it mm-hmm. <laughs> understand it's very interesting um and it's very interesting what the government is already doing i doubt that'll come up at the senate hearings because it's so foofy out there but people like watch it up people are like doing crazy stuff to connect with what they're thinking are aliens in like the another dimension or something like that and like they're having shared psychosis episodes it's crazy i believe they're probably connecting with something like i believe that 102 percent they're connecting with something i don't know if it's these alien friends that they think they're connecting with it reminds yeah. me of this book i'm rereading the visitation i would love to read that as a group it's like 500 something pages it's by frank peretti i i don't know if you would like it because it is kind of it's a what christian it's called The Visitation by Frank Peretti. It's a thriller. 
is Christian um, and the premise is this guy comes to town and he starts healing people. Um, their statue of Mary starts crying and when you touch it, like you get healed. This guy comes and healing people. All this stuff is happening and he's saying he's Jesus. And that's kind of what these whole alien entities are me up. And then it's just, and then that's going on. And then this other guy is like a pastor and he's like working through his wife died, but he's working through like God healing him for that. And it's so good. I'm rereading it. I read it in the sixth grade for a book report. Um, why was I reading that in sixth grade? I don't know, but I read it in the sixth grade for a book report and it's so good. And when I'm rich, I'm going to put all my money into making that movie a really, really good movie because the movie it has now is like, hmm. but yeah. So the donation for this month <laughs> is for Women of Mountain City. We spoke with Olivia Stelter, the founder of Women of Mountain City, and we want to get back to them specifically um, for feminine products, so pads and tampons. Um, as we are women, as we just expressed, I currently started my period this morning, and as we speak, I am cramping really bad, um, and Vic is starting hers tomorrow. So we are women, and we want to help other women, and um, so head over to our site or their site. And then you can click donate on our site or their site. The link for theirs is on our front page. And then just click that and it'll take you straight to the donation link. And then the link on their site, I think, takes you straight to there. But you can donate however you want. But we have an easy way for, on our site for you to donate. Um, and then make sure you listen to our episode with them. It was very enlightening. In that town, one in two women have period insecurity, which blew my mind. Um, I cannot stop thinking about that. And one in five women in the world, which did not know that either, can't stop thinking about that. So let's do our part and help however we can. Yep. Terrible transition, but Vicky got the next thing. <laughs> All righty. There it is. Okay. Supreme Court sides with Catholic adoption agency that refuses to work with LGBT couples. The Supreme Court on Thursday delivered a unanimous defeat two LGBT couples in a high-profile case over whether Philadelphia could refuse to contract with a Roman Catholic adoption agency that says its religious beliefs prevent prevent it from working with same-sex foster parents. Chief Justice John Roberts wrote in... uh, I can't talk today. I lost my spot. Hold on. Okay, Chief Justice John Roberts wrote an opinion for a majority of the court that Philadelphia violated the First Amendment by refusing to contract with Catholic social services once it learned that the organization would not certify same-sex couples for adoption. Well, this is fantastic news for religious liberty. Um, I want to start to say nothing against the LGBT people. Um, I do believe that children are better raised with one mom, one dad, and a family. Um, but more but than in anything, the end, we would re- much rather have the child have a loving family than no family at all. Correct. Correct. I would rather it have a family. And that could even be, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, but here's my, my whole- thing I think okay, it's like it's a Catholic adoption agency. What do you yeah. expect? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a win for religious liberties because at the end of the day, so I think about this. I am a black woman. If there was some sort of Christian cult subsect group, because let's be honest, it'd probably be a Christian subsect group that decided that they don't think black people should raise children or something like that. Why on earth would I go there? 
Yeah. Like, what? not only that, I hate to say, but why would I really like pay attention? Why would you want to pay them, support them? Yeah. Why? Like, I don't understand that. Even the whole bake the cake thing. Like, I, if I found out that someone did not support my marriage, why on earth would I still try to work with them? That doesn't, to me, that just doesn't make sense. Um, But yeah, this was a win for religious liberty because at the end of the day, this, I think what people forget is like, sure, you can disagree with the fact that they won't allow same-sex couples, but right now this is that. What if it was a group of... um, What if a group, like, didn't allow, like... Like, <clears throat> like Christian couples to adopt or like, right. or not only, only that, what if there was a group that, what if it was your opposite? Like, so what if it was like a same sex group that wouldn't allow um, people who disagree with, like it, it is protecting our, like, this is affecting us today, but next it could be something else. So that's mm-hmm. why you always should stand on the side of the constitution. Um, for example, already, you want but, to be able to reject things. So yeah. I always think about for the, the cake thing, like if I making jewelry, if someone emailed me and said, Hey, can you make jewelry with a swastika? I want to be able to say no, yeah. you know, like I, I think people forget that like our liberties, like you protecting my liberties, also protecting your liberty. Mm-hmm. You want these couples to be able to say if there's some if something comes up they want to be able to tell somebody else no like if there's a I bet you these these couples will reject people who are super um like we have no amenity like over I'm not fundamentalist but like super hyper religious they probably reject those people too that would like you know abuse a child in the name of God. So they would probably, you want them to be able to do that. So you want them to have the liberties. You don't want them to be able to just give to any and everyone. Um, so yeah, like when you, when we uphold these things, it also protects something else that we might also affect us is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, so our next story and this kind of coincides. Um, U.S. Catholic bishops are on potential collision course with President Joe Biden after voting to commission a document they may call for him to be barred from Holy Communion. The U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops clashed online whether to draw up a teaching document on politicians who support abortion. Holy Communion is the most important ritual in the Catholic Christian faith. The Catholic president regularly attends Mass. Responding to the news of the oh, bishops. Yeah, he apparently. I didn't know he regularly attended. Yeah, but every church has to be closed according to him, but he regularly attends mass. That's interesting. Um, responding to the news of the bishops, but he said that's a private matter, and I don't think that's going to happen. The Vatican has already indicated its opposition to the bishops' move. The document will now be drafted by the Doctrine Committee of U.S. Bishops, However, although it will be a form of national policy, it will not be binding. Each individual bishop has the right to decide who should be blocked from mass in his diocese. The controversial issue of whether politicians who support abortion should receive mass has become more prominent with the election of Mr. Biden as president. Cardinal, or I guess Archbishop of Chicago, warned most priests would be puzzled to hear the bishops now want to talk about excluding people at a time when the real challenge before them is welcoming people back to the regular practice of the faith and rebuilding their communities. 
However, proposing the motion, Bishop Kevin Rhodes of Fort Wayne, South Bend said we weren't targeting particular, particular individuals or limited to one issue, but I think we need to accept the church's discipline that those who obstinately persist to grave sin are not to be admitted to Holy Communion. So I'm not Catholic, so you go first, and then I'll give my Protestant opinion. I mean, I think, like, he literally has said that, um, like, he supports abortion. Yeah. Like, he has openly said... He supports abortion on demand. Yeah. He He says that he supports abortion. Like, openly says it. And in, like... Being Catholic, you do not support abortion. Yeah. So I think it's a good thing. I mean, I think, like, I don't understand how he's Catholic and how Nancy Pelosi's Catholic at all. What is Kamala Harris? Not religious, I don't think. Okay. I've never heard her talk so. about religion. I don't know. But, um, I mean, it says in the Bible you cannot kill a child. And I don't understand how you can be Catholic and believe that abortion is a okay thing to do. Right. Not only that, some people believe that it's a right. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. I, so my only thing is I agree. I I don't think it's wrong for them to do that, but I feel like if they're going to do that, I think they should also um, withhold communion from people, um, that are like super pro-abort as well. For example, I went to Love Life again this morning, um, the Saturday morning that we're recording this, and there were girls, there's a group that comes and they are like super loud and they're on there. They turn their car alarms on while we're praying. They'll Some groups come and um, they blow the, the uh, Venezuela's, the, the soccer horns <laughs> while we're doing praise and worship. I feel like those people, I don't know if they're Catholic. I can, I feel like I can assume they're not, but I don't know. I mean, we live in the South. So like everybody and their grandmother is attached to some sort of religion. Um, But I feel like they should be denied communion as well. Like, I I think if you're going to be consistent, I don't think, I think that just because someone is, um, like, I do think, like, I think it's fine to deny them, especially if they're not going to. So the big, from my understanding, the big thing about being Catholic is you follow the rules, like, you do what they like this is what the church says so you do it so if they're not following the rules and yeah I think it's fine for them to be denied communion um but I think it should not just extend to people who we know that are like loud and proud like that are um just public figures like I don't think it should be just because like I think everyone that is so adamantly like I said those girls that are out there being disruptive and rude, name calling, messaging people on Instagram, things like that. I think they should also be denied communion as well. Um, and how do you find them? I don't know, but I think they should be denied because, and also too, but I don't think just because you, because some people don't understand what abortion really is. So I think we should offer grace in that area. Um, so I don't necessarily think every single person, but I do think like the people who are so adamantly like pro-abortion that are like going out of their way after they've been educated, going out of their way to promote it, to um, be okay with it. I do think those people for sure 
absolutely should be denied um, communion. And how do you regulate that? Not sure, not sure, not sure. Um, but yeah, and you know, Pelosi should definitely be next. I'm trying to think of who the other like prominent political people are that are pro-abortion, but I think all of them, like, I think if you are so gung-ho that abortion's a right, abortion's something we need, I think you should be denied. Yeah, so even think... regular Mary Sue down the street, if she is doing things actively, I think that she should be denied as well. Um, I think, like, a big one... Um, might be, like... You know the Kennedy family? Yeah. Well, I feel like not a lot are. Well, not because like it's, it's not still... old Kennedy, but like, I mean, the Kennedy family is known for being Catholic. Right. It, but the thing is, it's still kind of taboo in some areas in the U.S. So, like, I feel like there are probably more, but they don't really say that. You don't promote it as much. Um, like, it was, yeah. We were talking about it in class that, like, people hmm. thought that, um, once like republicans as well once jfk or not republicans as well republicans specifically thought that once jfk was elected that he like created an underground tunnel to the vatican that's what my teacher said that was like the propaganda that was going on um because catholic catholicism kind of has like a you know because we were it has like a political background to it i feel well i i think the biggest thing is like we were founded by protestants trying to get away from the catholics so then the catholics came and it's like hey we're getting away from you and i think and also two people don't really understand catholicism no not at all Um, i didn't meet a catholic until i went to college too yeah Um, yeah well i mean i had friends that were catholic see i didn't have any i didn't well but you you went to a christian church that's a bit different true but i don't think catholics well even like well Oh, sometimes they do, but even like my swim team, ballet, stuff like that, everybody there was Protestant. Hmm. Um, what else activity? Soccer, everybody was yeah. Protestant. But I guess getting back to I was Googling, like looking for who other prominent Catholic uh pro abortion are. But I came yeah. up on this article from Yahoo. So a poll was done. So it said nearly three quarters of church going Catholics believe public officials who oppose church teaching should not receive communion. Wow. Catholic vote poll results released Tuesday says 74% of Catholics who regularly attend mass believe that officials like President Joe Biden, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who go against the church's teachings on abortion and other important issues should not receive communion. A large majority of practicing Catholics agreed that politicians who do so are hypocritical, while 83% believe the officials create confusion and disunity. Mm. Catholic politicians. Yeah. Catholic politicians who advocate for policies considered gravely immoral create confusion and discord among believers, Catholic vote president Brian Birch said in a statement. Catholics' concern about the flouting of Catholic social teaching by public leaders is less about politics and more about the integrity of the faith, along with reverence and respect due to the Holy Eucharist. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. I feel like, I mean, you made a good point. Because I feel like, and I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I feel like the Catholics who are pro-choice 
are not actively practicing Catholics. I feel like they grew up Catholic. Their families have always been Catholic. It's kind of, I feel like that's what they identify as Catholics because that is part of their family. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of people in Protestant and Catholicism that just check the box because that's what you're supposed to do. I feel Um, like what they call it, the, uh, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it's like the Catholics who only go to mass for Christmas and Easter. Yes, Christmas, Easter, church. There's like some saying, I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, yeah, like there's, and there's a lot of people like that, and I don't, I agree, they shouldn't, I don't think they should, like, specifically for Catholicism, because Mm -hmm. Catholicism is based on the rules, so if you don't follow the rules, then. And Catholicism is very, like, very strict rule base right so if you don't follow the rules and you don't get the reward technically if you technically if you sin you can't take communion until you go to confessional yeah so what is biden just gonna go confessional before he goes to every mass because he sins before every because he hasn't done anything yeah, huh, that's a good point. Is there anything to support babies? That's a good point. I it's just hard for me to believe that he attends mass regularly, though. I think it's honest. more because <laughs> here's the thing. I in my opinion, I think it's more to show versus anything. Yeah, okay. I wonder if he goes up because I've attended mass before and I will sit down because it's just too awkward to be like, no. I wonder well, if you just like go up. up and you have like your hands across your chest and then the priest will give you a blessing. Too awkward. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> too awkward. I don't I know. Just... I feel like he might have. See, here's what I don't understand. And this is what I think it's a publicity stunt, in my opinion. To me, my understanding is most presidents will just have their own um, service, their own service in the White House. So, a everyone's just focusing, like, is not focusing on the president being there. Yeah, good point. And if yeah. you actually care about the message, like, wouldn't you rather have it be more one-on-one, smaller, if just you and your family, so you mm-hmm. can't focus about all the hype of oh, the president's at church today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Good point. Because I mean, even when I went to Elevation, fun fact, used to go there. When I went there, um, Adrian Bailon, the cheetah girl, you know, she's married to Israel Houghton. I don't know if you know that. Mm-mm. Oh well, she's married to Israel Houghton, who's good friends with Stephen Furtick. So even when she was in the building, and someone would say, "Oh my God." Adrian's here. Adrian's here. So, like, I can't imagine if the yeah. president was there. How if like you everybody really cared would be. about your religion, you wouldn't want everyone focusing. Yeah, to on... distract people. Yeah, because it is a distraction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it, y'all. And I will say because on. it was he didn't make it. To me, it felt like it was more of a publicity stunt because there was a article done because he went to mass like the first Sunday after he was elected, which is ironic because most churches will, were still closed by then across Very. the country. Hmm. Interesting. Um, he went to mass and then he went to GW Delhi and got a bagel. 
and it was like a big publicity stunt. And so interesting. Yeah, so that's what makes it to me. It just seemed very inauthentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it probably was. Yeah. So that's why I feel it like, because I just like there's some people who flaunt the religion and, and you can tell. But then there's some people who actually you know that they truly believe it and believe what they're saying. Like Mark Robinson's one of them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But people who are convicted by the Holy Spirit. And that's, yeah. you know, someone, or let me back up. You, the Bible says you can tell someone is truly a follower of Christ by their fruit. So you will know if the Holy Spirit, for the most part, obviously there's going to be people who, but for the most part, you're going to know if the Holy Spirit is in someone because you mm-hmm. will tell by their fruit. Yep. Mark Robinson is a perfect example. You can yeah. see in his fruit that he follows. And like I've been at political Christ. events uh, where people who see how effective it's been with Mark Robinson and they've tried mimicking it because it's been effective for Mark Robinson. And you can just tell when they're not yeah. being true to themselves. Like, oh, yeah. You can just tell when they're like, yes, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's like, um. I don't, you know, Mark Robinson just said that same thing 10 minutes ago, and I did not get the same feeling from you I got from him. Also, too, statistically, um, or like, yeah, statistically, you cannot be elected in the U.S. without claiming some sort of religion. Um, people People will vote for someone who is Muslim over an atheist, um, or... Because that's where your morals and ethics come from. Exactly. So that's why so many people fake it. But there's a lot of people who, because also statistically, a lot because of how we are set up, there's people who are in Congress that claim to be Christian or claim to be any religion that just aren't, that just are going through emotions. But Mm -hmm. you have to say you're something if you're going to run because people trust, people will only trust that, which I don't blame them. I like hot take. I do. I believe that you can not be a Christian and have a moral compass. I just don't believe that you have a uh, moral uh, grounding. For example, if you do not have some sort of religion, nothing is holding you accountable to why you believe what you believe other than your feelings. And your feelings are the worst and most fleeting things Mm -hmm. that you could ever have. Um, So, I I mean, I agree. I'd vote for someone that was Muslim over an atheist too. Yeah, well, and I'll go back real quick why I think Biden's religion is a little fake, like, or it's just a show. I mean, well, if I think, I mean, if I was in his shoes, if, like, say, Sebastian was president, we were there, children are all living near the area, like, I would just have everyone come and do, like, we'll just have our own family mass every week. Yeah. Because a priest will be sent. Like, that's part of their job. Like, they'll make special accommodations. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Because I thought, I'm like, I wonder how it would be to have, like, the president in your church service. Because we're humans. We're going to look. We're going to be like, oh, my God. Well, I think the Kennedys did it. But I feel like, and I know the Catholic Church in D.C. that he goes to is just filled with politicians. But still, well, I guess that could like, be a little different, though. Well, if it's people who it, are used to that. But I still think it it is different, though, because um, just with, like, Secret Service and all that now, like, I feel like it would be more of a security issue than anything. 
And then and then you're picking and choosing who comes in for mass. True the church too. is going to have to pick and choose like they go, oh, that person seems suspicious. So we're not going to let True them in. And it's like, I just wanted to come for mass. Yeah. So I Everybody think it's more if he truly cares about the Catholic Church, I think it's more. It's more of a headache for them and more people are not getting the word of God. Yeah. Okay, so our last thing, we're going to do our women and their W spotlight. It is brought to you by Culture of Life 1972. Head over to col1972.com and use the code thoseothergirls1972 and get 10% off your purchase. 100% of their purchase. Per, mm, 100% of your purchase goes to pro-life causes. Um, so this is also another one from future female leaders you should definitely join their Facebook group go to their website get some of their cute clothes and whatnot Um, so representative Kat Kamak who's the youngest female GOP representative we've ever had um, launches a congressional campus free speech caucus she with the house freedom cause founder jim representative jim jordan have partnered with young americans foundation to create an officially recognized caucus in the u.s house of representatives the campus free speech caucus um and this is from the yaf website the group will aim to educate other legislators about the clear bias against free speech on campuses and help bring national and local awareness to what is coming in their districts and across the country today that is so cool she is a boss i saw her at SAS last year and then I met her at CPAC this year and she's really sweet she was really cool um love to have you on the pod if you're ever free and available um but yeah she and let me tell you the thing that I really liked about her and like made me be like oh she's relatable is she took up she posted a picture of herself um I don't remember if it was like early in the morning or late at night in her office with rollers in her hair and I was like wow love that sis she was getting ready I know who she is yeah seeing that post yeah I was like yes I love that because that totally would be me (laughs) but yeah so that is our woman and their w's spotlight for the day all right you guys thanks so much for listening um i hope you this is another long one but that's okay i guess um i hope you have a good rest of your day make sure you rate review and subscribe um and share with all your friends we have our 5k coming up you can register on our site and we'll be posting more about that soon and we have really cute voice for the voiceless t-shirts that we um are going to continue to promote um we also have Fourth of July merch, Made in America merch. If you're interested in that, um, I think that's it. Yep, I think that's all I have. All right, everybody, have a good rest of your day. Bye, Bye guys. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at thoseothergirlspodcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those are the girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values.